Auto was an exciting place to do business and that's never been truer than now. As companies emerge from pandemic restrictions, they're filled with new ideas and an eye to the future. My name is Carla Briones and I am thrilled to be your host for season eight of Invested in Our New Reality, where we talk with business leaders who share their advice, their insights and their new paths forward in these uncertain times. So let's get to it. Muna Mohammed is the founder of Ottawa's 850 Coffee, which provides responsibly sourced, locally roasted coffee from around the world. Coffee is Muna's passion. She believes it fuels connections with communities, places, and nature, but it's also her heritage reaching across the ocean to Ethiopia, where her grandfather was a coffee farmer. Mona joins us today to talk about her small business journey her advice for other entrepreneurs, and her lessons learned. Muna, it's so great to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Carla. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay. So let's get right to it. First of all, I have to ask, how do you take your coffee? (laughs) I, I love my coffee black. I No sugar, no cream. That's really how I start my day. I also think it's just the best way to, uh, to really taken all the flavors and, and the flavor notes of the coffee and, and to truly just appreciate uh, the coffee bean as well. But, um, you know, I, I also, from time to time, I, I do enjoy um, putting some honey or, or a brown sugar, uh, depending on if usually in the evening, that's usually when I wind down and I like to add a little bit of something, but my, my day-to-day is always black. <laughs> and has it always been black? It has. And that's really how I got introduced to coffee was it was black coffee. That's how we traditionally drink it as well. Um, so, yeah, it's always been black. Oh, that's 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 awesome. And that, that's interesting that you put honey in it. I've never heard that. I'm going to give it a try one day. Oh, yes, it, it, it's definitely it's, it's a nice alternative to um, to sugar. It's uh, I love it. I, I find that a lot of people like doing it with tea, um, but it tastes just as great with coffee. <laughs> so tell us. Um, you were mentioning that that that's when you started really discovering the love for coffee. But tell us when you first realized that you actually wanted to start your own coffee company. What tipped you over the edge? What was that spark that ignited that dream? That is such a good question. You know, um, I think it started at a young age for me. Um, coffee was really something that I grew up around. So, um, you know, growing up in Canada, what we often did as a family and just in our communities as well was um, we when we're visiting each other or when visitors are coming to our own home, we would do something called uh, a coffee ceremony. And uh, that's how we engaged with our guests um, and with each other as a family. So coffee was was something that I I looked at as um, not just a social connection, but something that I knew in the future that I wanted to work in. I just, when I was younger, I didn't know how or what part of coffee I wanted to work in. And I think that what really sparked the kind of the business journey of it was when I went back um, after college, actually, it was my first trip back after college. And I got to really, um, I got to see how coffee was grown. I got to not only meet my own family who are um, coffee farmers, but I also got to meet other farmers across the region in Ethiopia. And it was such a humbling experience. It was something that was um, life-changing for me really, was uh, really understanding what that process was and being able to think as well, uh, 
what was really interesting for me is I, I also happened to speak my mother tongue um, and read and write it. And I was able to connect with the farmers on such an intimate level and really understand the complexities of what they were going through and the things that they were talking to me about. So that was really that initial uh, spark. And I came back, um, came back to Canada at the time I was living in Toronto, which is where I grew up. And I just kind of got in motion in terms of thinking about it as a business and how I was going to start something that would connect me not only to my roots, but to the farmers and be able to tell their stories and be able to share their gift with the global market. Your family must be so proud. They are. You know, it was actually, um, it's funny you say that. They definitely are very proud. Um, when I initially told my dad, um, he was he was surprised and happy at the same time. He was just like, He's like, so you're going to do it for real. Like you're going to, you're going to do it as a business. And yes, I'm going to do that full time as a business. And, um, and yeah, he's, he's, he's been my number one cheerleader actually. Um, and he's done a lot of the facilitating and connecting me with the right people. Um, and even uh, connecting me with uh, different family members that I didn't meet during my visits that um, I was able to connect with later on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a really um, interesting journey. Tell me the story behind the name of your company. It's a pretty unique name and it is 850. So eight is spelled and 50 is five zero. So 850, what's, what's the story behind that name? Wow. So that name, um, you know, it took me a while to think of something that I, I really wanted to choose a name that had meaning. And um, of course, with any company and business name, you, you really want to put a lot of thought in it because it's something that you're going to carry for a long time. And it often is the name that will tell the story of your brand. And um, I chose 850 because uh, it, uh, it, I named it in honor really of the year that coffee was discovered. So um, it's, uh, it's, set, it's, it's said to have been discovered in the year 850 AD. Um, and um, I chose the name to pay homage to the birthplace of coffee, which is Ethiopia, um, as well as my own coffee heritage. Um, and uh, that was really the biggest thing I wanted to make sure that um, I was paying homage to its origins of where coffee was discovered and um, tie it into um, how how it connected to me personally. So um, yeah, 850 was uh, I landed on the name 850. I was actually surprised the name wasn't was was available and there wasn't other coffee companies with that name. And I thought, what better name for some for myself because it, it actually connects me to my my heritage. Well, that's an amazing story. And it also shows how good in marketing you are too. So how your marketing career has helped definitely in, in the branding of your, of your business. I love that story. So Muna, why Ottawa? What convinced you that Ottawa was the right place to start a new female-led coffee company? Because I see, nowadays I see a lot of coffee companies. And why, why did you choose Ottawa? What convinced you to do that here as opposed to, you know, somewhere else in bigger cities? Well, you know, that's a good, that, that's also another really good question because I, um, growing up in Toronto, that was initially where I had the idea of coffee and the, the start of the, um, the business had begun, but it wasn't until I moved to Ottawa. Um, I've been in Ottawa now almost, uh, close to, um, a decade. Um, and I, started my family here and that was what brought me to Ottawa and it was the place that really ignited my entrepreneurial spirit to be honest this is where I not only started this business but when I initially um, moved here I I'd started another small business um, it was the place where I really felt at home when it came to that entrepreneurial space 
it is a beautiful city, not only to raise a family, but to to have a sense of community as a business owner. And um, it just felt right. I, I knew it was it would be the right place to start um, a coffee company um, and and to grow my company here. Um, it's very much a, um, a city that supports um, uh, its local businesses. Um, it's small, but but big. It's you know it's still I, I or it's um yeah it's a small city with um that that's growing and I think there's still so much potential in the city, um and uh, I, I just I really love the the community around um uh, around the entrepreneurship uh, circle. Uh, I think it's great, and uh, I think I'm in the right place. Mm, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I echo all of your sentiments that you just mentioned about Ottawa. But what um, what do you think that could be done or that, you know, what more could be done to support diverse entrepreneurs here in the city? I think um, having uh, having more spaces that um, uh, that people can access that are that are advertised and available. I, you know, oftentimes um, you stumble across like services or or venues or um, or, you know, shared kitchens. And sometimes it's because you may have been in contact with someone who told you about it or so it's not easy to find um, resources sometimes. Um, And I think, I think it would be helpful. And I think I'd love to see more advertised uh, resources um, and, and places uh, that um, are open to, to all people and that are easily accessible, whether that's in a shared uh, co co co-sharing space. Um, You know, I, I think, having accessibility to um, places like shared kitchens, uh, shared uh, packaging facilities, co-packers, things like that, things that people don't often just come across uh, in their own research. Um, So being able to access it a bit more easily and having more welcoming spaces that, um, uh, you know, when I say more welcoming spaces, when we're talking about, say, uh, events that are happening, um, having diverse um, diverse vendors, right? So uh, it's also nice to be able uh, to see vendors from all walks of life uh, be uh, be there and to also uh, see different products being showcased. Um, I think when you're able to to see yourself in a space, uh, it allows you to to feel that comfort and to feel that uh, inclusive, um, uh, to, to know that it's an inclusive environment. So yes, I, I'd love to see more of that. Mm, yes, I, um, I agree. So in terms of Invest Ottawa, how how have you benefited from from what Invest Ottawa has to offer? Because I know that you participated in a program. Maybe tell us a little bit more about this. My experience with Invest Ottawa began um, when I started the startup program, uh, which was a really great experience. I started it right um, at the beginning of when I launched my business, and it was really instrumental in getting me off the ground and really. Um, being able to access um, services like the advisory services, uh, the mentorship. Um, and then I was also able to uh, forge some really great um, uh, friendships and um, uh, relationships, work relationships with other people in the cohort. So it was such a great experience. Um, I highly recommend um, other people who are either starting a business or whether they're in their scale or growth stages to connect with Invest Ottawa. There's a wealth of information from their webinars uh, to their workshops, um, you know, it, it, I'm so grateful to have been connected with uh, with the organization, and I highly recommend it for others as well. Mm, we are so happy that you have found us. So, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs 
like you who come from diverse backgrounds, is there any advice that can help them find success and purpose while staying true to themselves? Yeah, you know, um, I often get asked a lot about um, what, you know, sometimes it's how did you know it was coffee or what, you know, what kind of products do you think I should sell? And it, it's it's a hard question to answer because everyone's so different. But one of the things that I I usually tell people is what are the things that you really enjoy, right? And what are the things that are are close to you? What are the things that are connected to you as a, as a person, to your roots, to your heritage that you absolutely love and that you use all the time? And, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to think of um, products that they use all the time as something uh, viable that they could uh, get into. And I often use the phrase, you know, look in your pantry and you probably will find something that is a personal or something that uh, is used in your culture that that you love and that you use every day that you could possibly uh, tap into. And it, sometimes people don't think about those things that are so common to them. Um, but yeah, it's um, there, there are many things that are that are so connected to your to your roots and your heritage. And I think if you if you love it and if you have a passion for it, um, I highly recommend people to definitely um, look into it, to research, to see if there's a place or, uh, you know, a space for you to grow that business and then still do something that you absolutely love. Mm, I love that. Look into your pantry and see what ignites passion. Oh, love it. Love it. So um, thank you so much, Muna. Thanks for all of these nuggets of wisdom, for your energy that you brought onto our conversation today. It's been great to speak with you and to learn more about 850. And actually now I'm craving a cup of your <laughs> coffee and I'm sure our audience is too. So again, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see where your company goes. Thank you so much, Carla. I appreciate you having me on here and uh, thank you. And warm thanks to our terrific listeners too. I'm Carla Briones and I appreciate that you would take the time out of your day to join us. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Stay well and take care. Until next time.